What's up, After Buzzers? Welcome back. We're talking the Real Housewives of Potomac tonight. Kooky, Katie is back. The girls are going to New Orleans. All that and more coming up for you next. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. All right. Hey, hey. What's up, party people? Yes. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, I'm your host, Erica Edwards, but I couldn't do it without the crew. Uh, so tonight we have a special guest. You guys know him if you watch our show because he was on it last <laughs> last season. Welcome back, Ronnie, you guys. Hey, hey Ronnie. Hey, hey, In hey. town for Memorial Day, wanting yes. to talk about Potomac with the ladies. Yes. Hi. Yes. Hi. And then we have the forever lovely Alexis. Hello, everybody. And the also forever lovely Lauren. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm also forever lovely. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So this is season four, episode four, The Wig Easy. And we can talk wigs tonight, for real. <laughs> uh, but overall, what did you guys feel on this episode? I love this episode. I always love when our housewives go on trips. It's so fun to watch. I thought that it looked like they were having so much fun. And it looks like we're going to get some drama towards the end. So that was exciting to watch. Yeah, I love seeing Giselle and Karen's romance, even though it's short-lived, as usual. That was fun to see. And then, of course, they're in New Orleans. So I love New Orleans. So I was excited. I think I'm interested to see where Katie fits in everything. Because so much was built last season, and it was very... Candace was with Monique, and Karen was sort of with them, yeah. and Robin always with Giselle. And so having Katie in there is such a, uh, I don't know, like a wild card. So to me, like, this trip is really going to set it off. I can't True. wait. I yeah, agree. I agree. I'm so excited that they actually invited Katie, and she's going to be on the full trip, because she this season seems different from when she was on before, and she was sort of, like, she was always crazy, but a little more pretentious. She is real off this now season. Now she's totally different, and I'm like, <laughs> wow. Uh, so it's, so I think it's going to be a really interesting sort of mix when mm-hmm. she's when we get in with her. Yes. But let's start off in the beginning with the aftermath of Ashley's uh, party for Uncle Lumps. Uh, <laughs> Lumps now. <laughs> he got two. Okay. Yes, but I do think his name is Rodney, actually. And... Uh, But it's so weird because we see all the girls kind of referencing that comment that he made. But Ashley doesn't ever say anything to Michael about it. What do you guys think about that? Because the whole time they kept cutting to Ashley and Michael and they play the dramatic music and then she's like talking about getting pregnant or whatever. And she never like says, well, babe, you know you said this and it's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, does Ashley even know? Good point. I was wondering if she knows the severity of it all. It seemed like when a lot of his, like, when he was hitting on Buddy at the bar, like, she was talking with her mom, her aunt, like, I don't think she even knows. Really? Or she was too drunk to to remember. remember. Yeah, that's true. That might be true. Or she's just avoiding it. She probably does know, and she's probably just not going to bring it up until she's forced to talk about it when the girls bring it up, because they've kind of just been brushing by it, and that's not usually how it works in this group. Somebody's going to bring it up eventually, and I think that's when we're finally going to hear Ashley's viewpoint on it. So you think it's because she has sort of a one-track mind, like, I'm working to get pregnant, and I'm trying... I mean, obviously we know she wants to stop drinking. That's an issue. But maybe her (laughs) mind is so deep into that that that's why she's not seeing the actual signs? Is that is that what you're... Or she's just trying to avoid it and look past it, maybe live in the lie? 
Because, I mean, they've been kind of saying this kind of stuff about Michael in the past. So maybe she's in denial. She kind of just tries to look past it and not say anything. Yeah, I wonder if she didn't know the severity of it. Because last time when it's at a reunion, like, to me, everyone's, you know, below the belt. So they're going to throw things out. So you almost don't listen to it because you're like, you know what, calm down. You're just trying to come for me. Here in this situation, we're seeing, like, evidence for the first time. You know, nothing. He didn't do anything wrong. But... She didn't see that, maybe. And I yeah. think that's where we're at in this season. Yeah, yeah, I don't think she saw what happened at the party. I do think that she knows that something's a little off in the relationship, obviously. Yeah. But I don't think she saw anything happen yeah. at the party. See, I'm not sure. I kind of got the impression, the way Robin and Candace, I got the impression that she heard, because it seemed like it was just the four of them at the end. But I don't know. I I do think that she's totally... Um, because even in her social media now, even when he's been charged, her whole thing has been to, I'm just going to ignore it, or mm-hmm. I'm not going to engage with it, or yeah. I'm going to be above it, yes. or um, you all were talking Beyonce earlier, I'm just not going to recognize it, as Beyonce mm-hmm. would do. So it's very, so I think that's part of it too with her, but it'll be interesting to see. Maybe she wasn't there, but I think uh, for Robin and Candace to be like, oh, we're not going to talk about it. But you're clearly on the show talking about it. So I think... It's weird. I don't like yeah. that either. It's like we're going to hold it over you and like when we get mad, we're going to like throw it out. I mean, I don't know. That, I don't know if that's what Robin or Candace are doing, but I agree with you that that's a, a tacky thing. I don't think they're necessarily doing that, but Ashley, let's not act like Ashley's innocent. Like how she provoked, we'll get into it, but how she was provoking Candace, like... They might they might really want to keep it in, but if somebody keeps provoking you, coming for you, then you're going to spill it out. And that's also just housewives etiquette. Come on now, y'all. Exactly. No, I'm not saying that uh, either talk about it or don't. But what I'm saying is to be on camera saying I'm not going to talk about something is hilarious. Like, if you're really not going to talk about it, don't say it. They wouldn't have said it. You know what I'm saying? But if you're like, okay, I'm not going to mention it. It's gone. But you talk about it in your confessional. So it's like, you know, everybody. You know, Well, you you know the producers are also asking them. And I know we got to move on, but I (laughs) think this is what happened. Because I watched when Ashley was on um, Watch What Happens Live, and I was, like, curious if that would come up. And it didn't didn't really come up. Mm -hmm. And what I'm thinking to your Beyonce comment I'm wondering if she's just so knee deep in it and pregnant that she's just not she's not dismissing it or anything or giving it a pass I think she's just like trying to make sure her baby's healthy and yes this is dramatic but I don't know if you really want to bring that energy into your pregnancy you know what I think it's always funny to me on reality shows especially on Real Housewives how the one who's always the one digging up the bones and the one who's always in everybody's (laughs) business is always the one who's super duper private and never really talks about the things going on in her own life. I think she just doesn't want to talk about it. I think she doesn't want anybody else in her business. And she's probably hoping that nobody else heard the comment. So maybe she thinks that nobody knows and that's why she hasn't talked about it. And the it. last thing, and I, I I don't know, is there like a bit of a difference between masculinity and culture in Australia versus, you know, here in the States? There could be something where he is just, you know, touchy-feely. It's obviously not correct. Okay, we're going to move on from that, but that was first season. He's been on here for four <laughs> seasons. I mean, I'm trying to give I mean, a, a, like a different no, viewpoint no, as no, to no, why. I get with you, but I got that's what was my feeling when he was touching somebody's butt the first season. Now, four years later, dude, no. Like, but you know. touching somebody's butt playfully and saying you're going to suck another man's, you know what, is very Unless different. it's Juan Dixon. No, just kidding. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm not saying it's the same, but I'm saying he got a lot of blowback from that. So like, yeah, he did learn, get a lot of blowback. Learn. He sure did. Exactly. <laughs> blowback. <laughs> exactly. So these, these rumors around him have been around for a while. So, you know, pretend or whatever. All right. Uh, before we move on to the next topic, Alexis has something great to tell you guys. So before we move on, we just want to give a huge 
Thank you for watching us every week and making us the ESPN of TV talk. We love what we do. We love watching our crazy shows and talking about them with you. But we cannot continue to do it without your help. So if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you comment, like, and subscribe. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. And no matter what, please continue to watch and support our shows because we love you guys and cannot do it without you. Exactly. Yay. And we, we talked to you in the live chat, so comment, keep it, keep the comments going. Yes, and let us know we what see you everything think. you're saying. Exactly. Um, let's move on to, and we've had this discussion almost ad nauseum at this point, Candace and her interesting mother. Um, <laughs> wow. Dorothy. Dorothy. And, like, every time you watch Candace and her mom, you kind of have to, like, it really scares you to think that, you know, psychiatrists are also crazy. Like, it's just, it's very interesting because she's a therapist. So you would think, like, okay, you need to go back to school and read a book because you treat your daughter crazy. I read a book. Um, well, I'm just saying study. I don't know. But um, how do you all feel about their interaction? You know, I think it all just depends on how you were raised. I know in my family, my parents used to always tell me, you're not grown until you're fully out of our pockets. So I knew if I didn't want my parents to keep telling me what to do and bossing me around, that I needed to get out of their pockets. She's still in her mom's pockets. Her mom is paying for everything. She just paid for this big, beautiful, elaborate wedding. She's paying her mortgage. I'm sorry, if your mom is doing all that for you, then you're going to just have to deal with her being in your business and trying to control your life. If you don't want her to do that, then cut off that check. I agree, but I also feel like, you know, uh, her mom is kind of mean to her. Like, don't start with the tears. <laughs> like, her mom, kind of like uh, Eva's mom on Atlanta, like, her mom kind of talks uh. to her out the side of her neck. Like, she talks to her a little crazy, but I mean, I agree with you totally. Like, if, if she's paying a third of the rent, then you gotta listen to her, and her name's on the mortgage mm -hmm. and on the deed, so she owns the property, but she could, I feel like she could just pull back with how she talks to her a little Well, bit. that's why she continues to fund her life, because she wants somebody she can, like, be her punching back, essentially, like, that's why she's, this is gonna continue. Like, I know we all, we've been saying this every episode, and I think everybody agrees, she just needs to, like, you know, cut it off, cut off the umbilical cord, and just start, you know, her and Chris's life. But her mom is going to make it a point. Like, even if she tries to get independence, she's going to be in her ear saying, like, no, you need me, you need me, or you can't do this without you. Like, it's a it's a sick relationship. It's definitely a little unhealthy in that way. Like, her mom is definitely controlling her. It's not just Candace. It's just taking, taking, taking. Her mom is doing that purposefully. I think the interesting, think? interesting thing is, like, last season we saw a lot of this happening, uh, bits and pieces of it. So what happens then, of course, Candace was a newbie last year. The mom, All these people are on television for the first time at this capacity. And so they saw themselves being represented in such a way. So I think when they go to these scenes that are so similar, there's something that is triggered in the back of their mind, like, oh, I need to make sure I really prove my point. And it did sound like, I thought in my mind, like, they're not really this against each other. Like, when Candace said, you gotta respect me, and the tone she said it in, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's the exact quote, but it was something really kind of I don't talk to my mother that way. Yeah. Um, and then shut the computer. It just makes me think, season two, they always say, the sophomore jinx, it's hard to do a season two. Because yeah. you you have given your all, and you didn't know how the edit was going to look. So if you guys could follow me with the, what I'm saying, it's just that I think there's something that is so beautiful with the relationship, and they mm -hmm. could get through it. But uh, it's going to be not this season, just based on no one wants to look foolish. Like, the mom doesn't want to look like the daughter's telling her what to do, and Candace doesn't want to look like the mom 
Tom's telling what to do. I think what Candace should do really in this situation, because I have no problem building, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. she's building, so her mother's taking care of her. I right. don't think that's a bad thing, per se. Especially Candace. Candace lived in L.A. at some point. Uh, I know she did a web series, Tough Love. Uh, some of my friends worked on that. Like, Candace has been doing a lot, so she is trying to build something great. So taking the money from the mother, respectfully, is fine. What Candace should probably do is maybe start looking into her mom's life and seeing maybe some elements that need fulfilling, you know, maybe something with his sister or maybe something there. And I think that would really, like, make this, uh, you know, mend a little bit better. So there, there's something there. Yeah, but you bring up a good point because, to me, I feel like how could her mother see how crazy she looked last season and still get it on this season acting a fool? She's doubling like that, down, yeah. Right, that's the part where I'm like, okay, <laughs> um, I would try to be more polite but still be like, you know, I'm supporting you. But, like, she comes across as looking crazy Well, now. she lost 30 pounds and she was like, hey, as long as I look good on camera. But yeah. you know what? <laughs> to piggyback off what both y'all are saying, you know, Candace isn't completely innocent in the situation. Oh, no, she no. talks to her mama crazy too. Yeah. And, you know, that's your mother. You have to show, like you said, a certain amount of respect for her. So if she's dishing it out first, you can't be mad if your mama's dishing it back. She should be dishing it back harder because that's your mama. But that's the thing though. I don't think she is dis- dishing it out first. I think that really? that's I think that that's what they've grown up in. I don't know. I Maybe it's just me, but me, my mom doesn't talk to us crazy, and we're still like we still feared and respected her. So I feel like if that's the kind of environment you grew up in, that's probably how they all talk to each other. And do you guys want to know what's funny? This is just a thought. I just thought of this based on what you said. I don't even think it's about the money. To be honest with Candace oh, and no, the mom, I don't think it's about the money. I know it sounds like it, but you got to think like Candace has said she even a lot, she tweeted a lot for a season because some people came for her and she's you know hey we grew up with tons of money you know my mother was this uh, career profession and my father was this career profession you know they they were broke up you know so she was. I think it's more the power thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't think it actually has to do with the money at all. That's all it's, it's about more like with Dorothy. My mom pushes me and doesn't yeah. let me breathe. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think Dorothy. It's totally about control. But what's interesting, um, Alexis, even when you say this, like even in the argument, even though she's like respect me, she but then she always got to pull back. You know, I know you pay like yeah, but still pay those bills though. You know, respect <laughs> me, but still keep paying a third of my rent. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's interesting to see that dynamic because n- neither person is. Uh, innocent in the mm-hmm. situation, but they both need. It seems unhealthy for both. You yeah, know? you gotta. You gotta, you gotta like now it's getting painful to watch. You to you gotta draw a line in the sand. If this is that detrimental to Candace and Chris, they are now married. They don't have to live in that lavish of a house. Yeah. So I don't mind. Again, I don't mind the parents helping a child. I don't, especially when Candace is trying to build. But if it is that much of a situation, you don't get to live in as big of a house that you do. You go start a little smaller, humble, and you and Chris rock it out. Exactly. They don't have to. And then in the comments, just want to get into that. Um, someone, <laughs> Keen Lagerfield, said that they have a New York and Sister Patterson vibe. If y'all watch Playboy, <laughs> oh, oh, no. throwback for real. <laughs> throwback. New and York. Then, yeah. Yes. Joseph's no. New yes, York's mama was crazy. I mean, well, I, I actually agree with that. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> comment is not too far off the mark, to be honest with them. So we'll see. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see how it progresses now that the wedding's over. Because it's like, well, she's just paying a third of your mortgage. Like, what does she really have to control at this point anyway yeah. going forward? So, you know, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they play out now that the wedding is over because she footed that bill. And, you know, if she still has the same control or guilt over her because it's just, you know, her regular supplements. Um, <laughs> so let's go from the good, from the bad to the good. So, uh <laughs> I love, actually, no matter how crazy she is, very much like Cynthia and Noelle on Atlanta, I love seeing Giselle with her kids. Because yes. her kids seem like, I hate to say it, but 
almost more mature than she does. Oh, wait a minute very, now. I love Giselle, but her kids. I think she how, how would say, say such that, a slanderous though? comment, though. But I think Giselle would say yeah. the same yeah. thing. Like she said, sometimes my girls will read me and let me know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, tonight I, I see what she's saying as far as her being happier with a man or whatever, and I see her issue as having a problem with that. But her kids, to me, are so great on camera. They're so calm and poised and just like we're just doing ourselves. And I really like their engagement. I think that's a trend on a lot of the Housewives franchises. I feel like a lot of the kids are more mature or like kind of checking their parents all the time. Like, Mom, is that the best thing to do? Is that what you should... And even on Married to Medicine, like Dr. Heavenly's daughter's Mm -hmm. always saying, like, Mom, you're mean. Like, I love it. Then it depends. Because then when you're on New Jersey or Beverly... I don't know. It's not not all the kids are cool. I'm just gonna say, but these kids are cool, and uh, and I do like the ones in Atlanta and Married to Medicine as well. You're right. Uh, so that was interesting to see her kind of talk about uh, relationships and journaling, and how do you all feel uh, she should should she work at changing her perspective about her girls and their feelings on her being in a relationship? I know for me, if my kids told me that I only seem happy when I'm in a relationship, I would really be like, wow, I need to change some things about myself. I don't think that's a a good comment to say at all. Even though Giselle said it, and that was like the story that we heard, um, it to me felt like the kids were just saying you were happy with Sherman. Like, he was making you happy. I believe she was kind of, this is my opinion or how I saw it, maybe maybe I blinked, um, that she was contradictory to the idea that a man validates you and because she has three girls maybe that is where she was giving that bit of conversation i don't i honestly don't remember the girls saying you're happier with the man did it was that actually said well they were saying that they wanted her to get married and when she asked why she said, they said because she's happier when she's with a man and when she's married so i kind of got the impression that you know, she only seems to be well, excited when a man is around. And, and that's later too, because that would go with when Jamal was with, the, you know, mm-hmm. with the, and so that's their fault. So I, you know, I'm just saying. I wonder if the conversation wasn't that deep, but Giselle just, you know, because Giselle, a Virgo, she holds a protective layer. You know, she's my favorite of the show and probably top five of the all the housewives across the board. Uh, she's my Virgo sister, but you know, I, uh, I, I think that's what it was about. You guys, I thought the girls they were saying, and then you're not really on us as much. I, that was the biggest takeaway for <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. From a kids perspective they're like yeah when you have a boyfriend you're happier and you're also like not yelling at us because they said that too so i think that's more what they're focused on and they like sherman as a person too yeah i agree i think that the whole a man needs to to make you happy was giselle's interpretation of what they said absolutely and uh and it was kind of like well when you're with a guy you're not screaming at us so kind of cut both ways because it seemed like they were saying that legitimately when she was in a relationship with sherman because um i love giselle but those other relationships might have been fake um so (laughs) well they never really started right like yeah so uh so i think you know she probably was in a better place and i don't think there's necessarily that doesn't mean you need a man to be in a better place but i just took it as when she's not in a relationship which aside from sherman she's not hasn't been in a relationship at least not on the show is does that mean that she's mean to them or that she's not in a happy mood or that she's just bad to be around if it was me being the sensitive cancer that i am (laughs) i would be like wow am i not doing something good as a mother that my daughters feel like when i'm not with a man i'm not nice or i'm not you know happy to be around i can see your side but i i completely thought it was more just the daughters like uplifting their mom and Mm -hmm. like oh you know we wanted it to work I, yeah, that's all I, I, I that but I really yeah. do like you guys because I really don't feel like across the board we get 
this idea of anyone really talking about, hey, listen, being alone is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, I always, who do I tell my, I tell my mother all the time how like one of the uh, top media personalities that I absolutely love, and I don't proclaim to know who's in the bedroom with her, uh, is Bevy Smith. Because Bevy Smith is of a certain age, and she is just rocking it out, living life. And not everyone is supposed to have children. Not everyone is supposed to get married. But And if you don't have those things, maybe it um, matches my personality because I'm getting older and I'm also single with no kids. But I liked that. And I feel like we never hear that. And by the way, it's always the one comment that each of the the ladies uh, throw at each other. And I don't like that. Oh, well, you ain't even got a man. Like, it's kind of like when they do to the men. Oh, well, he's gay. Like, I don't like... These things that are, it's not wrong to be gay and it's not wrong to be single. And I don't like that those are the bits of ammunition. So whether it was actually what the little girls were saying, I was really proud to see her say, listen, if it's right, yeah, I'll date. If it ain't right, I'm not going to, you know, I kind of want it to be Jamal again. I kind of want that. What? Only because, only because, only because, only because, only because. Jamal was on Love and Hip Hop this last week and it just makes me you know I, I feel like Jamal you know maybe wants the whole thing back I mean I just really we, we don't take cheaters back guys <laughs> not serial <laughs> cheaters in the church no, no, cheater no. cheater Thank pumpkin you. eater yeah. no pumpkin eaters in my house exactly if the pastor was on Love and Hip Hop then nah I'm good um, <laughs> good boy <laughs> oh no but he is apparently he is camera ready um, but so yeah that's interesting interesting thing, Jamal. No, no, no. But what I would like to see for Giselle, um, which we haven't really seen, is, like you were saying, I would like to see a housewife that's actually authentically dating. Like, going on a date, and you kind of like the person. Like, we saw a little bit of it with Cynthia on Atlanta, but it would be nice if Giselle is the single one, be single, and live that life, which I'm sure she is. She's just not putting it on a camera for us. Because, you know, I'm sure she goes out and gets it in in D.C. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. Um, what did you guys think? It started off so so nicely. What did you guys think of Giselle and Karen at the ubiquitous uh, showing, you know, or uh, trade show or whatever? And I really liked that. Like, it seemed like they were finally, like you said, their romance. They were coming together. It's like a romantic comedy. They come together. <laughs> And then they fall out by the end of the episode. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Karen and Giselle, I look at them as when you have that one friend who dates a guy that you don't like. And she says, oh, I'm done with him. And then you see them out together. And it's like, oh, they'll be back into it again later. I feel the exact same way with their relationship. Like, oh, it's nice, but I know they're going to be into it later. And they were into it later. I just can never take them be- getting along seriously because I know they're going to fall out eventually. And whose fault is that? It's usually Karen's fault. Okay, good. I'm glad. <laughs> Let the proclamation be heard. Oh, gosh. Y'all going to make me do this? Go for it, baby. Okay. Go for it. I'll have to do it. As you all know, I I love them together. I've said this before. But I think that the issue between them is that they're, so, they're a lot alike, guys. They're both, they're both petty AF. They're both shady AF. And they both like to be the HBIC, mm-hmm. so to speak. So I think that's their point of contention because even, well, we'll get into the argument, but like that's always what it comes down to. They're both, they just have these egos and they just go back and forth at each other. But I love when they're getting along. Also females. They yeah, they're, yes. they're both wow. like yes. alike. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know Roddy's going to try to drag me, but that's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I agree with you in that I love them together. And the issue that I sort of have, like they both do different things. Like I think Karen is quick to talk about people behind their back and uh, Giselle is quick to call you out in front of everybody, yeah. which I think both ways are crazy in a friendship. Because Wait, it's like, repeat that so I could... 
Like, Karen is always saying her little slug stuff about Giselle either to somebody else or she'll say it to you in her confessional or whatever. Whereas Giselle, she has an issue with Karen. She consistently plays Karen in front of the whole group, which yeah. I both think are wrong. Like, you know, bring the person to the side came to her house to apologize, come to her house and be like, look, I have a problem with you, as opposed to busting her out at dinner in front of everybody. Yeah, but that's both ways of them to have control over the situation, though. Very true. So, yeah. I don't think they're like at all. I do. Not even, (laughs) I understand the HBIC part, like I understand... I think here's the problem. So even let's let's go let's go off off the show for a moment and let's just go to like Wendy Wendy Williams appearances. Giselle goes on the show, rocks it out. She leaves leaves it on the table. You know, if this was an act uh, an acting role, you know, she she jumped off the page. You know, she is just her and she says what she says. And if Wendy uh, serves something up, Giselle comes with something and it's funny and yeah, it might be slightly shady, but it is just natural. Right. Karen is a different human being. She goes and writes the entire script out there. She finds she finds ways to talk about Giselle just to clear her name. So I'm telling you what what the difference is is Giselle by nature is HBIC and could give no cares about Karen but just loves Karen she she does love her she does like her friendship whereas Karen is the reason that there is the divide because Karen takes things so personally and I also take things personally but I think Karen doesn't express herself and that's a big thing one of the things I love about Giselle is when slightly off topic again but when they were saying hey what's wrong with re- reconciling with Sherman um she said Everything that needed to be said was said. Once he hit another infraction, it was over. And I, you guys, I mean, biased to Giselle, maybe, but like I operate that same way. I do think so many people that I know, they like, ah, happy, happy go lucky each and every day. I'm not like that. I'm exactly like Giselle. If I'm mad sensitive, I get right to the nitty gritty immediately. So to me, it's like Giselle gets to the issues and doesn't hold anything and Karen holds these things and it makes it hard I'm just telling you it's hard to be a friend with somebody who holds stuff like that yeah I'm not saying that their communication styles are similar because they're clearly not but I do think like you said uh, Giselle went on there she rocked it right and then Karen went on there with everything prepped but the same end goal was for them to both seem composed for them to both be in control so I'm just saying they they I feel like they still have the same like tendencies they just express them in different ways but let me tell you something different giselle's been on the show all these seasons and has just been her own version of hbc giselle does not care about anybody else she cares because she loves them right she loves all the girls whatever but karen cares about being that top dog so what does karen do karen isn't it funny karen you came up with robin sharice giselle and why are your best friends season after season no diss to you know sweet candace and monique why are your best friends the only women who are new to the show who have to sort of grovel to you to kind of be in part of the program we got to consider that. And then you go and get Sherman's ex and you befriend her. Giselle has not done any of that. And they read me for filth last time I did the Afterbus because I really like Giselle. We're both Virgos. Like, we did an interview. Uh, I think we have a photo. We have a photo of Ronnie we and Giselle. Inter- we interviewed Giselle last, last season. And Giselle is rough. She's raw. She doesn't give you the fake. She, Hi, Howard. She didn't do any of that. She might... People might assume she ignores you when you walk in the room. Yeah. I'm so freaking um, confident with what I do as a broadcaster, so none of that kind of gets to me. We got on this uh, after buzz, this exact panel, and it was 40 minutes of ping pong back and forth, and it was beautiful. So I don't know. I just I just want those factors to be understood. It would be a whole different game if Giselle brought in two young girls, befriended them, did all this deceptive stuff. And I don't think Giselle's ever done that, but Karen has done those types of things. I'm not disagreeing with you. All I'm saying is that both... <laughs> like, I'm I don't sorry. disagree. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. done, I'm done. But yeah, I just think yeah. that... 
to close, I just, I agree with what you're saying. I do think they're different. They have different approaches. But I do think uh, they're both petty. They're both shady. They both love <laughs> each other. And they both like to run things. For the, for the record, Karen's nice. my second favorite person on the show. Yeah. yeah. Even with all that stuff, I love Karen. And I wish Karen moved better. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. All right. Except uh, for wig shifting moments. I love those. All right. Um, okay, moving right along, because we could debate, <laughs> debate Giselle and Karen for a long time. Uh, day. You see season, how their relationship uh, is going. It's lasted yeah. four seasons. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So let's uh, quickly, because there's not much to talk about, uh, Robin and Juan. So we see them kind of in a couple little quick clips, and they do seem, uh, this is the first season where they really do actually seem like they're hooking up and they're together. Um, but it kind of seems like when you first start dating somebody, like it's, it almost seems brand new, which is interesting. I think that's what they needed. I think they needed to completely start over completely new relationship so that they can move past everything that was happening in the past and start over fresh. So I'm glad that it kind of seems like that and that they're kind of in that honeymoon cupcake phase where everything is super duper happy and go lucky. So I like it. I'm glad that Juan's not making her doing all the contracting work in the home anymore. Well, that's good. Um, my whole thing I thought was interesting, and I think I have a tweet on this as well, is uh, the whole thing when she's on the phone with him and she has to, like, get him to say, I love you. I'm like, dude, this is like when you first start dating someone and you don't want to be the first one to say I love you. But, yeah, that was, like, 20 years ago. So, <laughs> I'm like um, Michael. I love Juan. And I want to say that Juan was just... You're like hit- Michael. <laughs> <laughs> just like Michael. I love Juan. He's so cute. So and I cute. think that maybe he really did have poor connection. And then, you know... <laughs> That's the delay. It was just poor connection. We all have iPhones. We know how that happens. So. Right. Did you guys all appreciate, because I really didn't like when you'd read, like, you know, just on Twitter or the comments or whatever, and everyone was like, oh, man, this was, you know, season one, two, and three, probably. Oh, man, Robin and Juan trying it again, or she's so desperate, et cetera, et cetera. I actually thought it was endearing, much like I said about Giselle with, like, owning the fact that being single is okay. I actually thought it was endearing that we showed a story where she did show herself in sort of a negative light and she wanted to work it out with him. Like, I've never, never once have I accused Robin of being boring. I always thought it was... It was cool to see that because, like, we're, we could all, like, talk. Like, oh, yeah, we've never done, you know. But, we, yeah. we like, people get in situations where you're not in your best, uh, you know, where, where the, the other person stepped out. And we stay with the person, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just like it. Oh, I've been rooting from them since day one. And I, that's why I'm so happy that they are starting oh, okay. over and working yeah. this out. Um, but at the same time, as we mentioned earlier, he did cheat. <laughs> so I did do understand people being like, why now? And there was a certain part in... More so season two, because I felt like season one was him trying to get her back, where it did seem like she was trying a little bit harder than him. So when they did have the moment tonight where they were like, I said, I love you, and you say it back, I was like, okay, Juan, don't start back with that. Right, don't oh. play. And, yeah. You're and right. She has to yeah. kind of put him in line. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're right. That first, I'm sorry. No, that no. first season, I actually, okay. God, you took me to a place. Um, <laughs> that first season, I actually wasn't, unless it was for convenience, and I know they've had money issues, I actually am not a big fan of them living in the house while they're rehabilitating the relationship. I think yeah. that's a little too fishy. I do. Um, and, and for me, uh, fundamentally, it's like, it's season four, okay? So, I'm t- like, to me, it's like, okay, this has been her storyline for four seasons. So, it was it was interesting the first season because it was like, oh, okay, this is unique. The second season, oh, well, it's still kind of new, unique. And then the third season is like, are we doing this again? Do we want? And now we are doing it again. And this is the first <laughs> season oh. that they've actually seemed like they're... 
a couple. But I like it. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. I want Robin to bring a friend on the show. And I have two uh, people that I would like. Okay. Um, she was only in a season or two. We referenced this when I did the Giselle Bryan interview here. Um, Shirley, her hairdresser, I really liked her. I could speak to the instincts right away. I don't know if you remember. It was season two. Uh, she was very much down for Robin and really supporting of her. But I also yeah. felt like there was something special. Uh, Giselle sort, sort of at that moment said that they were talking at some point. This was seasons ago. Yeah. Um, I would like to see Robin have a friend, um, you know, a new person. But also, you guys, what do we think about um, Lil Mo tweeted out or Instagram that she would make a dynamic Potomac housewives. And by the way, she's a DMV native, I believe, from the... No? Am I wrong? <laughs> no, I'm not looking like that because of that, but I'm looking like that as having her on the show. I am not for that at oh, all. Oh, wait a minute. Why? <laughs> so, I, lo- I think Lil Mo... Because I remember, I remember Lil Mo was a little misplaced on Love & Hip Hop. Yeah. I liked her on the show, but she was a little misplaced. I feel... No, I feel like Love & Hip Hop is more her speed. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. oh no. Well, you know what? I'm throwing I in mean, the towel. No, I like Lil Mo. Like, I watched her on Growing Up Hip Hop as well. Like... You know, but I don't know if she'd necessarily fit in with this group of ladies. In the Instagram or in the tweet, she said something like, oh, Rob, she was a picture of her and Robin. That's one of her day ones from years ago. And wow. she sort of, in the Instagram, sort of alluded to the storyline of like, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a wild heart or savage heart. Because I guess now she's, I suppose, not with Carl Dargan anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I really would like to see that. And uh, I'm with you. I would like to see it. I Lil Mo is very funny and warm. And it's so like... Not predictable. I feel like it would be a nice twist. I would like to see. And I do think Robin needs somebody on the show I, to like I, I'm make her interesting. I'm going to remain neutral <laughs> on this one. Um, although I do agree with the fact that Robin basically is Giselle and Juan, and that's it for her. So she, you know, she barely really, you know, she clicks with the other girls, but it would be nice to see her have her own sort of life and what's really going on with her outside of Juan. So that I would be enjoyable for a little Mo. Hmm. Yeah, they agree in the chat. People are saying hashtag no to Mo. No to Mo. I mean, it was just a question. I like little Mo, though. I I agree. I'm open to little Mo. And people do kind of agree overall that Robin does need to bring a friend in. That's the consensus over there. Yeah, because I think we would get some more authentic feedback about what she really feels about her relationship because I feel like what she tells the girls is what she wants them, you know, how she wants it to appear to be. So if we had a little bit more realness with her and a good friend, that would be nice. Uh, Let's get into the NOLA trip. So the girls go to New Orleans for Giselle's father's 80th. Uh, birthday, wow. and everybody is going, shocker, including crazy Katie. And uh, so before we get into, well, I guess we'll have to make it quick, but the hair. Um, yeah, so did they not tell Katie she was going till the last minute? I was confused with the scarf on the head. Like, I was confused with the wig and the cooking part. <sighs> yes. The bang was like... Right here I don't know what Katie got going on with her hair, but she had on a scarf in the last episode. Now she got on another scarf, and now she's wearing mask. I don't know what Katie is going through, but she's going through something. She's yeah. carefree. No, I don't That's think it's it carefree. Is. I think I remember season one, Giselle saying that she was on something a little bit stronger than some right. alcohol, right. and I believe it after seeing her just in a little bit. She's been on these last two episodes. Something is off with that. Well, girl. how much do we know about her in her personal life, like with the kids? Like she, she doesn't take her children got. You know, they haven't talked about no, that but there's yet. a there's a situation there. Yeah, it was and a so, custody issue. Yeah, so I'm wondering yeah. if it's like a little bit of that. It's a little bit of the marriage didn't work out. You know, like when you grow in life, and especially I don't know how, when we met. Katie how old she was but there is a reason at a certain age you're going to be prim and proper because you're trying to like build yourself to the world you know she had yeah, been with right. Russell etc right. etc et there's probably stories behind that as well but 
My point is, like, I don't see it that bad. I'm being a li- maybe just a little lenient and okay with it. Uh, I do. I like it. I, I like mean, that she's, because she's different. Like, she's the kooky one. She's different, but it, it's so different that I am, like, almost worried. We'll see. Maybe she'll yeah, get well, together well, next that's episode. Interesting because, but it's like, you know we're taping. We're not at your house. Like, how are you going to just show up on the way to go, like, with the rag in your head? You guys, like, I got to oh. say, I think it's refreshing, though, because sometimes, you know, I watch all, I don't watch all the franchises. Sorry. I watch New York, Jersey, this one. Only when Kenya's on Atlanta. Um, that is a lot of shade for Atlanta. Um, but my point is, like, I, I sometimes want to see them just regular. You know, I don't always need to see big hair and makeup. Who is the one, Tinsley on New York, always with the hair and makeup, don't have a personality worth yeah. nothing. It doesn't and have that, to be big, but... You but do you see what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah. it's sort of refreshing to see them as themselves But it wasn't even about that for me. It's like, why are you laying out there with a mask on your face smoking a cigarette? Because she's in her own world, y'all. When you don't have any real responsibilities and you just grew up rich, too, she's just chilling. Oh, did she? I didn't realize that. Yeah, she's extreme. Like, she's extreme. Like, her job is a socialite. Her whole family, they're they're just into the philanthropy. So, like... Oh, you're right. I remember, yeah. She's like a rich... She's like Paris Hilton-y. You know what? And I could agree with you with with also disagreeing with you. I'm just interested to see where it leads to because Mm -hmm. it's... Like, if we saw her returning as who she was, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know that we would enjoy it. We'd enjoy it because now she'd have a new relationship with Monique and Candace and see how all that works. But I kind of want, it makes, it has me on the edge of my toes. It's so long, I'm so sorry, it's so long as, you made a good point, that she's not sick or there's some type of medical or drug, and you know what I'm saying? Like, so long as it's nothing that we need to worry about. I know, and like, because she's dating this 27-year-old too right now that's living in her house, taking up her closet, like, she's just going through a phase. (laughs) So I feel like that's what it is. She's just going through a F this, I don't have to be prim and proper anymore, I'm just Katie, I'm coming into myself type of self-discovery. She's digmatized, and that's what, you know, you're going to end up with not the Newport, the the Slim, the Virginia Slim, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She says no. No, no, no. Yeah, the cancers in this house are worried. That's all we're saying. I'm worried about people getting cancer. Thank you. you. We're looking out for you, Katie. We are worried about you, girl. Um, Okay, so a couple of things that came on so far on this trip... One was Ashley and Candace kind of got into a little tiff, and which was I was surprising because uh, Candace was like she's going to go to therapy, and Ashley was like, "Oh, with your mom." And Candace got defensive, like she don't know her mom crazy. So <laughs> I was like, um, "Candace, I mean, Ashley is messy, but yeah, we all know you revealed it." So I was surprised she was so sensitive. You know, about that. I think Me too. I think it was be- it was because it was coming from her and they're not right. really in the best place. Yeah. I think if it was like Robin who she's cool with right now, she would have just brushed it off. But because it came from her, she was kinda like, Okay, now you're being shady. Or if it was organic in the conversation, they were clearly talking about kids and like how she didn't know if she wanted to have kids. Like that was that was pure shade. It had nothing to do with Ashley. They ain't really girls like that. Mm-hmm. And you just came out of nowhere to what a mama joke. And Ashley, you and your mom Y'all kind of struggled last season too. Well, that's why it's at the house. That's why it seemed lighthearted. It seemed like. Mm-mm. They're not friendly, so that it won't cause a rift. But it didn't seem dark enough to make Candace get crazy. Well, I, I don't think she went crazy. Yeah, I, I think, think she, she was just like, either. I mean, for me, it's considered the source. I think even if Giselle would have said it, like Fun Shade, somebody with Fun Shade would have said it, would have made more sense. But I'm like, Ashley, we don't even talk, and you don't even you kicked your mom out her house. So Oop. why are you talking to me? Boop. Well, that is true. That is true. Uh, I didn't think Ashley in that particular moment was trying to be shady, but since Candace has been so open about her relationship with her mom, and it is so volatile, but yeah, that was interesting. And then uh, we'll close it out with um, 
again, back to the favorite, but we only have a moment on this. Uh, Giselle and Karen, again. Uh, so Giselle had this issue with Karen because Karen at Ubiquitous told the woman, uh, Jermaine, uh, all this stuff that was going on with her business, which, you know, who knows if it's actually going on, but all the stuff that was going on with her business and she had never told Giselle. And so mm-hmm. Giselle felt some kind of way. And my issue with it was that why are you going to me? It's always going to feel like a tech if it's a table full of people. So why would you you're just getting to a good space. Why would you blow her out? like? Really? That? You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wow. You know, even just a conversation. OK, I think at the, like kind of like what you're saying, I guess, is. You know, at the time when we had that conversation, we weren't in a good place. So why did I need to tell you my business? And now we are in this good place and you're coming at me like, oh, why didn't you tell me this? But you need to remember that we just got back to this place and that we weren't there when you wanted to have this conversation. Giselle, sorry, Karen doesn't owe her any of her business about what's going on with her line, especially when y'all weren't even friends at the time. So who are you to be like, oh, how come you didn't tell me about this? Because it wasn't any of your business. Okay, so totally hear all of you. My concern is, if I have an issue with you, I just met this young lady today, uh, if I have an issue with you, aren't I supposed to like be able to speak about it? We're, that way, real quick, that way I'm just sort of like, oh, you know, I had met you, and bah, 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 this was something that didn't make me feel good. But I'm just like expressing it. Yeah. What it felt like to me is that Giselle was doing that, like, you know, Karen, we're coming together, we're close, whatever. And I understand there was people watching, but um, this was something that, you know, sort of hurt me. It felt like that's all she was doing. Now, I wonder if, like, Karen is so deep into a lie that, like, it shook her to her core and she went on attack mode. That's what really worried me. If Giselle... What she's done timeless, timeless If you can't hold up a lie, you turn into a Karen. It is a oh fact. Right. Yes. However, however, if you had a problem with... <laughs> The lovely Lauren, and you wait till we all get in a big group and be like, Lauren, I had a problem with yeah. you. Then it is gonna look like, oh, okay, he's coming for Lauren in front of all of us, and now we're all awkward. Like, are we on Ryan? I very I'll true. Ta- ta- time out, so though. So that's the problem. I Did think. she do it like you right now? You were like, oh, Karen, I have a problem. I don't yeah, think, I the, don't, I don't think Giselle. Wait, wait, wait. When she said, not when she started, but when she was like, oh, do you want me to be your friend? She did a neck roll. She was getting into it by the time Look at it was you over. Being she was. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, I I think it would have made all the difference in the world. I do agree. Like, Giselle should say how she feels. Don't hold it in. Become a bigger thing. But if Giselle would have said after that event or even that same day, like, just said, hey, like, what was up with that? I've been mm-hmm. asking. Like, if she would have had that conversation one-on-one with Karen, it, mm-hmm. Karen would not have reacted that can way. We go Very deep, true. Can we go deeper and ask another question? Who was the contact? And was the contact provided by Giselle? Because yeah, that's what she said. Then, then time out. Then that X's out a lot of what was said at this table. That you, you I think it was you. Uh, it was great opinion, but you you were saying, oh, Giselle has no, she has no, she doesn't deserve to get whatever, whatever. If, yes, if Giselle provided a contact for your business and it was something that Karen sought out for Giselle, there is a business uh, rapport that I have helped you with something. It will feel a little like you went behind my back. If you book another AfterBuzz show and we're all working together, but the contact is somebody I provide to you, uh, and then you book this thing, I will feel a little left out of the equation and we, I, I provided you with something that you could not have got elsewhere. So yeah. I do want to just factor that if Giselle did that, 
she has a stronger point of view to say, Karen, I am really upset. But Karen right. didn't ask her to get that contact. Okay, that's the question. I don't know that answer. And it's yeah. the delivery, too. Okay. Yeah, exactly. If she would have just said her one-on-one. Yeah, my issue is the delivery. I don't think, I think they both have valid arguments. Karen was in her feelings at the time when, you know, as Alexis brought up, and it's okay and it's reasonable for Giselle to feel hurt, but to call her out in front of all of the girls is a player move and that plays yeah. and, and I'm ultimately a Giselle bias, but I will be, I'll, I'll check myself on this one yes I do agree I if Karen asked for the contact or if it came in like an organic way and Karen sought that from Giselle then yes Giselle in my mind has the right what I don't like so I hope Giselle didn't do this is if Giselle outwardly said hey I'm giving this to you I want to do this because you don't do favors for somebody for something in return so in that regard I would I I hate to say it I would be not in Giselle's, you know, viewpoint. Yeah, I mean, I agree with her viewpoint. I just don't agree with her delivery. Yeah, and that's what Felicia said in the chat real quick. She said, I'm usually team Giselle, but in this case, her timing was off. Yeah, yeah it's a timing issue, I think, with me more than anything else. All right, you guys, so that wraps up this episode. Let's, uh, I know, it's been Take so much fun. Breath. All right, so we have a few special segments for you. So the first one is going to be uh, the kookiest, our top three here, top three kookiest moments. So take it away, Ronnie. Okay, top three kookiest moments for Real Housewives of Potomac season four. This episode, whether in New Orleans, is going to be Katie and the mask and the Slim Jim as number three. <laughs> number two is going to be Karen yodeling damn near at the dental <laughs> office mm-hmm. with uh, Miss Candace. And the number one, uh, as far as our top three for kookiest moments, is going to be Giselle Bryant with her raspy uh, voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I oh, love yes. her raspy voice, too. Yes. <laughs> and Ashley's slight shade that went with that, too. Yeah. Oh, so this is going to be good. You can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. But she did find a way. All right, so let's move on to our shadiest moments. Uh, all right, so my favorite shadiest moment, I'll start this one off, is when Giselle, I mean, sorry, when Monique said that her braids are braided to her hair and <laughs> Karen just braided her wig. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite. Uh, Ronnie, do you have a shady moment? Um, it would just be uh, the, the Ashley Darby making the comment with Candace about the children, your mom, you know. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Other issue. I just, like, yeah. it was bad. It was not tasteful, but it oh, worked shit. perfectly. You yeah. stole my shady moment. That was <laughs> mine too. How you just gonna come at her mama? When it happened, I was like, oh, she's shady. That was a shady yeah. moment. <laughs> that was mine too. But a backup one, let's see, would be when oh, when Monique and Karen walked on the bus and we're like, yeah, hellos are free to Ashley. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. So we will agree that the Ashley shady. Uh, the shadiest winner is Ashley's shade to Candace. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. All right, so let's do some tweets right quick. Uh, yes. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Let's see. Let's see these. Okay. Uh, everybody, I did mention this one, talking about Karen's wig, and I'm stuck on how Juan straight up refusing to say I love you back to Robin on national TV. Oh, come on. This is at 3Cat3. All right. I'm also quite concerned with where Michael is and where Juan is when the ladies are away. <laughs> I, I need a restraining order at some point. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, well, see, this is why I know they're not friends, because why is Giselle having this discussion in front of everyone instead of having the conversation in private? You said it, Erica. Boom. Okay. Uh, wait, can we bring that one up? Uh, sorry, I can't see that one. 
Uh, it says, good news, we you. get to see Karen's braids. Bad news, we get to see Karen's braids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. All right, all right. Okay, you can get this one, Alexis, since so you can see bad news. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one. This is the second episode in a row that Katie's hair has been on struggle mode, shaking my head. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. All right, you guys, those are our tweets. <laughs> so, yay. And then uh, Lauren has some news and gossip. Hey. Hey. After Buzz TV News. Hey guys, so first the news and gossip would be Miss Ashley. Ashley Darby has been ba- busy preparing for baby, but not too busy to get online and speak her mind. After last week's episode when they were coming for her husband, Ashley said that um, Michael is just comfortable with his body. He's a very fit man, and he wasn't complimenting a stranger. He was actually complimenting their family friend. And anybody who thinks anything else of it, well, they're just, quote, small-minded. He was fine, Michael. We know he was. You can say it. So it's up to, it's up to everyone's <laughs> discretion if you think it was, like, outright flattery or flirting or if it was just, you know, a compliment. All right. And then next, Karen Hooger versus Michael. So Karen actually talked to Hold, which is an online platform, and said that she thinks that Michael is wrong because she is a sexual assault survivor herself. And she's really sad that his charges were dropped because she wanted to see him fight it and for him to be vindicated. So now she's not satisfied, and she says that, quote, Michael needs to own his truth so that no one is confused about that. So whatever that is. Wait, I don't understand what the message is there. The message, it seemed like she was implying, like, whatever his sexual orientation truth is, she needs to own it. He, he needs to own it. Hmm. All right, you guys. Uh, before we get out of here, we're going to do a quick, quick, like, one prediction per person before we get hit the Thanks road. for staring me down. Your After Buzz <laughs> TV prediction. No, not you. Everybody. <laughs> I can take the shade. This is what the no, show's about. No, no, um, no. Everybody. My quick prediction is I think that Karen and Giselle are going to battle it up in New Orleans in the swamps. My prediction is that they are going to get super duper lit in New Orleans. We're going to see a lot of drinking, which will probably lead to a lot of drama. Um, I'm going to use my prediction time just to say thanks for having me. You guys are wonderful hosts. I watched you you on the first episode and everyone was so wonderful. And also like the series of people who've been on like McCall Hall, DJ Jesse, Courtney, uh, Richie Sky. Like there's been a lot of people on the Potomac show throughout the four seasons, but, and, uh, everyone is doing so well and you guys are just passing that torch and lighting it high, baby. Yes. We're so happy to have you here with us. Okay. I'll be back next Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) I know. My prediction is uh, Ashley's going to beef with Candace and everybody else. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for having us. Um, so starting with Lauren, you guys, where can people find you? Hey, guys. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Out Loud and on YouTube at Lauren Mayo. And you guys can find me on all social media at I am Lexi Fierce. And you can find me spraying myself with La Dame, uh, Karen Huger's fragrance. And my name is Randomly RJ. <laughs> all right, you guys, you can follow me on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A, D as in Dora Edwards. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Like, subscribe. Thank you, Ronnie, for coming out. Thank See you guys next week. Ciao Bye, for now. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.